Hey everyone, we've got some exciting news to share. First off, thank you for all the love you've shown us so far. It's been incredible to see and hear your comments. And many of you have told us you want more. So we're launching a Patreon channel where you'll get access to uncut episodes, bonus content, and a lot more. Check out the link to Patreon in the description below and we'll keep the entertainment coming. You look just like. And I went, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Martin Short. She goes, oh, no, no, no. David Duchovny. Oh. I was like, I'll get the lady's coffee. That's right. You know, where's the tip jar? <laughs> anyway, so I'm, she leaves and goes, and I'm sipping my coffee. Another girl comes in. You know, you look just like. And I went, David Duchovny. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Martin, sure. <laughs> God damn it. Get your own coffee. <laughs> Welcome to ShuttlePod. And now for our hosts, Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating. Hi, guys. Hi, hey. Erica. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Great. Wash seems to be all right. Yep. I just fed him some water from my own water bottle. Oh. That's how much you, I love mom. you. Good mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so excited to hear more about you, Dominic. Oh, my word. Uh, I can't believe that uh, this is, we were extended. There's bubble. volume. There's volume. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, as I've often said, it brings me up to uh, neatly. <laughs> Uh, well, where do we start? So we, we did we get we got to America, didn't we? I think we did. We got to. I came on a plane. Yeah, I got. You through, got through customs. I got through customs. You got through customs. You so. you went to the colony in Malibu. Yes, the ranch. Yeah, that's right. I right, ended up on right. that uh, the last bastion of hippiedom in the whole wide Western world. And then you decided to actually maybe make a run at being an actor. And yeah, you moved into town. We go. I moved. I moved up to Hollywood in '96. I would say so. That was about two years after being here. I got my green card, and um, I did do one job. I've never really told this oh, story. Oh, do tell. <laughs> never really told this story, man. Okay. Um, so I'm living in on the ranch, and uh, I meet all the surfer guys in town, and uh, one of them was this beautiful guy called Tyler, and his sister was a casting director. And I just got – I guess I think I was there six months when I got my green card. Mm. That, that wonderful lawyer, Ralph Aaron Price, got me my green card within six months. So now I'm legal and good to go. I, I can work. And uh, Tyler told me that uh, his sister was um, uh, casting this thing for Showtime, which I kind of hadn't really heard of. I mean, I've just arrived. but you know. right. So I go along for the audition and it was to play a rock star in a, I guess it was like a, was it an hour? I think it was an hour long episodic. So what was huge on HBO at the time was uh, the Red Shoe Diaries. You mean the softcore porn? <laughs> <laughs> it's out the bag now, <laughs> which was uh, their answer to, you know, look, David Duchovny was doing Red Shoe Diaries. Sure. You know, Matt LeBlanc did one, you know? So, just so we're clear, people. Just keeping the bar way just, up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I didn't know what the, I did, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm new. <laughs> yeah. I'm new. And uh, I go along to this audition to play this rock star who has a creative block. He's had, he's had a one big uh, initial album and the radio, the record label are banging on his door to get the, the sophomore album. And he, and he lives alone in the hills 
and he can't produce anything. And he had a manager that was, you know, come on, whatever is Ian or whatever, you know, whatever right. they call it. a good song. Yeah. And, uh, and he can't produce. And then one day he hears this wailing guitar through the canyons and he gets in his, I think I was driving a fabulous red Corvette. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I seek out said guitar and I find this girl playing alone in some Hollywood Hills thing. And um, look at Redwell. Yeah, you know, I, I swear to God, it was Pacino, rock star Pacino, good car, you know, uh, some quite nice scenes. And a J-O-B. And... Uh, and I didn't know that they were going to put Vaseline on the lens <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that you'd see my bum. <laughs> and uh, I swear to God, I had people ringing me up from London for some years after that who clearly been out on the sniff. <laughs> yeah. oh you know, you could tell it's like 5.30 in the morning in London and they're like, I just watching your bum on the telly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, anyway, I went to this audition and uh, yeah, I so you could see this cast, this, this Tyler's sister. She was like, because obviously they, they probably didn't get many, they, you know, not terribly good people going in for these things. I but those who think. had good bums. Good bums, you know, good look, but right. couldn't act sort of, you know, uh, plenty of those in town. And here comes and, Olivier. And all of a sudden rock star Olivier walks <laughs> in the door. Yeah. Did it get you your card? Well, I, th that should be, I, I, I think I know I was already, it might have been non-union that one. Mm. I think it must have been because I wasn't SAG at that time. I got my Taft-Hartley. Uh, so one of the few connections, I met some people on that recce trip that I did in autumn, fall of 93. I'd met this lovely couple, Heinhoven, and he'd just married this English girl and she had a featured extra part on Frasier. Uh, and she said, Dom, you know, I'll, I'll, I can get you on the show as a, as an extra and that would help, you know? And I was like, oh yeah. yeah. I tell you, I did my first paid work as it were that got me Taft Hartley, which is Taft Hartley is the, the stage before getting your union ticket. You have to do a few of those. You, I, I think back then you just had to do one just to get Taft Hartley. And oh. then the next job could you then paid for your card. Right. So, um, so I get, I get this extra role on Frasier and, uh, I only have to do one thing, you know, that in the radio, uh, uh, scenes in the radio station, there's that, was that glass pane of glass mm -hmm. where the people would walk back and forth. I had to walk back and forth. And, um, I don't know. I didn't let it out. But anyway, the word on the set was that this, you know, big time British actor who'd been on a sitcom for five years and, you know, a bit of a name back home was on the show. And uh, bugger me if I didn't completely screw it up. I mean, I... I How? I don't know. I just was late. I, I mean, I, there were a couple of times where I just didn't quite get the, the, the walk right. I was too fast, too slow, One, you know. And, uh, yeah, it all went buzzing around the set. <laughs> oh, well, good luck, <laughs> boy. Welcome to L.A., kid. Welcome to L.A., kid. Anyway, I got Taft-Hartley on Frasier. And, uh, and then the next job, I tell you, the next job that, uh, that got me my SAG card was a bit of a gig. Um, that was Disney's Jungle to Jungle um, with Tim Allen and Martin Short. And that was a really good co-starring role. 
Yeah, right. you played a, 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 a an interior designer. I played uh, the director of what was called the uh, the Fashion Channel. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a lovely line where Tim goes, "There's a Fashion Channel." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the second time I dyed my hair peroxide blonde. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't recommend it. I, I have to say, my skull does it doesn't. <laughs> It's it's just not a good thing. I mean, there were literally like craterous scabs on my head, two times running. It it, it didn't sit well with me. It's tough. And uh, I do remember going into stores, and you just knew that eyes were on you. Like mm. he's, you're, you, it's funny. Yeah. You, you, it's a it's a thing. You know, they think you're going to steal something, or you know, they, yeah, yeah. you just you're, you're the other. Now I did all the of, same thing for a pilot once. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, it, it, that was a an awakening in some many respects. Like, wow, this is what it might feel like uh, to be the other. You know, in your everyday life, right? Uh, all because of the color of my fucking hair. You know, crazy. Anyway, uh, went to New York for like the best part of two and a half months, man. So I, I should. I should back up slightly. Uh, the first time I ever actually got on American TV, other than being Desmond's coming over and being on the BET channel, uh, unbeknownst to me. So I'm living on the ranch, that, uh, that little hippie commune there in Malibu. And I got to know people in town. And there was a wonderful girl, Marie, uh, who owned this fantastic store there in the Country Mart, uh, the Atlantis Clothing Cafe. And one day, a guy comes into town in some uh, low-rider car, and uh, he walks into that store. It's uh, it's right opposite where the Malibu Cinema was. Right. Good-looking guy, and he introduces himself to the girl that Marie had working at the on the front desk there, and uh, and he's got some jewelry work and some crystal stuff. Uh, and he says to this girl, and I got to say, the guy was a spitting image for this uh, Native American actor, Rodney A. Grant, who had just, I mean, that movie Dances with Wolves had only been out maybe two or three years at this stage. It's, we're now in 94. So I'm thinking that film is probably about three or four years old. And this girl then tells Marie excitedly on a phone call, you'll never guess, Rodney A. Grant was just in the store. And look, it's Malibu, man. Um, you know, and, right, right. you know, and so, it, yeah. So the guy comes back when Marie hears, and I think, I don't know, somehow connections were made, and we all get introduced to Rodney A. Grant, and yeah, it's Rodney A. Grant. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say about it. Anyway, the guy just inveigles his way into our lives and he hangs around. I don't even quite know where he was staying, but this guy's, he's very charismatic. He's very enigmatic. He, he tells a great story. He's got, he's got this rusty old key. I remember there was some artifact that apparently this rusty old key was the key that was used to lock up Geronimo. We do peyote ceremonies with him. We do, we watch the film together. There on the commune, we get a video. You watch Dances with Wolves. We, I watch Dances with Wolves with Rodney A. Grant sitting next to me. 
He starts dating my ex-girlfriend, who is now my roommate, Rachel, who I'm living in this little sort of dwelling with on this commune. And they start being a thing and quite a serious thing. And long story short, I mean, one day, I mean, this guy says to me, Dom, you want to get a SAG card? Let me help you out. And I'm like, and I'm, at this stage, I've done nothing to get, I haven't got Taft Hartley, I've got nothing. We drive down to the SAG offices. He needs 1500 bucks. He goes in that SAG building with my $1,500, goes, it's all taken care of. I'm like, Rodney, you're a star. In fact, now what did he, because I can't remember what his name, we, he, we didn't used to call him Rodney. That was his stage name. Anyway, that night we all went out to dinner and he treated us all. On my fifteen, yeah. on my fifteen hundred <laughs> bucks. Long story short, uh, eventually Rachel and this guy they elope uh, and they drive up to meet her mother, who lives up in Ashland in Oregon, beautiful town. And it's that's when this story starts to unravel in front of us all, like. Is this guy actually who he says he is? And I'll cut it short. Uh, she's got a best friend up there, Todd, his name was. And I'm now talking to Todd on the phone like every other day. And clearly something's a amiss. Uh, this stuff isn't adding up. He's now trying to borrow money off Rachel's mom and stuff like that. And it, it, and then Rachel rings me and he's 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 acted you know violently and stuff's going it's going to hit, it's hitting the wall well bugger me if i didn't find myself on a plane up to ashland to medford and then to the house and i confront him with todd and this butterfly knife came out of his back pocket man faster than you could say you know dances with wolves he gets you don't understand man i got people to get people away like you away from me. I'm, you know, I am who I say, and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, dude, you know, cut your losses, get in the car and drive away. Anyway, so he was outed. He's, this guy's a complete con man, complete con man. Other part of the story is I've made friends with this British guy in town. Are hang we, on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> you sat there and watched Dances with Wolves with, with him. With him, staring at him. And, and looking at the and screen, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, with a little makeup and, you know, with the right light sure. in the wigwam. Yeah, that's Rodney A. Grant. He was a spitter. This guy I knew, Kevin Sullivan. Hi, Kev. <laughs> He's since gone back. Do you remember that show Hard Copy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were associated with Hard Kevin was the, you know, the, the newspaper, The Sun in, in uh -huh. England, the, yeah, you yeah. Know, the New York Post in England. Hard copy at this time with that and the huge. current affair. They're, they're uh, the huge. rage. Huge. So his wife particularly worked for Hard Copy. Kevin was the, the uh, British reporter for The Sun in LA. I used to play golf with him. Uh, I'm not quite, in, I'm not entirely sure how I met him, but we played golf together when I first came out here. And, uh, Anyway, his wife called me up. She heard, I must have told Kevin about this story. She called me up and goes, would you be interested in maybe doing um, some sort of coverage of this? And I was like, yeah, okay. For hard copy. 
Well, we ended up getting on the Lisa Gibbons show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huge at the time. Sure. I mean, she was big cheese. Mm-hmm. I end up, that was the first time I ever got on American TV. I'm in the audience at the Lisa Gibbons show. I mean, not to make light of this, Rachel, my ex-girlfriend and friend, who's still my buddy today, uh, and half a dozen other women, that they, that the FBI got this guy in the end, passed himself off as a Native American, but he had a string of these women that he had managed to con into thinking that he was either Rodney A. Grant or something else and then fleece them for whatever he could get. Wait a minute, I vaguely remember this. Do, do, do you, I mean, it was, it was a bit of a case. They got him on mail fraud in the end. Uh, the FBI, he went to jail, but they had about half a dozen women on the Lisa Gibbons show and, Le- and Rachel was one of them. And then, and then Lisa introduced me as the knight in shining armor who, cause I was the guy that brought him in. Yeah, right. And I got up in that audience and I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go, ladies. Drink it in. <laughs> Private investigator. <laughs> so there we go. First time I so, got on American uh, TV. And um, Rodney A. Grant must have been like, what? I think I do have a half. I mean, this is 25 years ago, man. 27, 28 years ago. It's a long time. I have half a remembrance of him making some, having gotten, they got in touch with him for that show and him going, yeah, no, I've heard about this guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm very sorry. And wow. uh, yeah, it was quite a thing. It was quite a thing. Anyway, they got him in the end. But yeah, that was the first time American telly. Um, anyway, so then, then I get Taft Hartley on the on the Frasier show, and then and then I get my SAG card. So this is the big moment. Um, I went for an audition for uh, for Tim Allen's second movie for 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 the Walt Disney Company, and he'd done Santa Claus, and uh, this was Jungle to Jungle, uh, which was originally a French movie. Uh, that they adapted to... Uh, jungle du Jungle. It was... <laughs> exactement. Oh, Actually, ouais. it was called uh, L'Indion uh, dans le village or something like that. Oui. Uh, yeah, oui. <laughs> the, uh, the Indian in the village or something like that. And um, and Disney jungle to jungled it. Um, it was a good film. Um, yeah, it was uh, me, Tim Allen, uh, Martin Short. I tell you, if I had a dollar... For every time, in certainly in my thirties, that people came up to me and went, "You know, you look just like Martin Short," and I was, uh, I used to get it a lot, really, a lot, a lot, a lot. Occasional. Do you remember, remember the bourgeois pig? Yeah, on the, the coffee shop in, in Franklin. A lot, a lot of hours. Yeah, the bourgeois. A pig. lot of hours at the bourgeois pig. One morning, I'm sitting at the corner of the bourgeois pig. And uh, having a quiet coffee and a girl's there paying for it. She's staring at me, staring at me. And I was like, what? what?" She goes, you know, you look just like. And I went, yeah, yeah, I know. I know Martin Short. She goes, oh, no, no, no. David Duchovny. Oh. I was like. I'll get the ladies' coffee. That's right. You know, where's the tip jar? <laughs> I'll have the ladies' coffee. Thank you very much. Very nice of you. Wow. Um, anyway, so I'm, she leaves and goes, and I'm sipping my coffee. Another girl comes in, again, staring at me, staring at me. And I was like, what? what? And she goes, you know, you look just like. And I went, David, a coffee. She goes, oh, no, no, no. Martin, sure. <laughs> God damn it. Get your own coffee. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, get back to uh, jung- uh, to Jungle the Jungle. Um, yeah, so me, Marty Short, we did st- stand on set together the first time, and uh, I got to say, Jenna Elfman is also. It in was it. Lolita Davidovich. Okay, was the girl. There's been two times in my life where I've gone, oh, that's real money. Uh, once was uh, on the island of Mustique, uh, staring down at David Bowie's holiday home oh. above Basil's Bar, like. Oh, look at that. And the other time, I became very friendly with Tim Allen. This was before he got sober. (laughs) And we went out. We did New York, man, I swear to God. And I remember the first night out with him in a limousine to a club, and he just brought out this roll of hundreds. I mean, it was like, like a carpet roll. Right. And that was his per diem for that week. And, oh my god! Uh, I was like, oh. and that's Disney per diem. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you work for the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's on you. So, like, yeah, yeah, really, Tim. He was. Oh, he's, he's a stellar guy. He really was a lot of fun. And uh, we had I, him and the producer Brian Riley. We, I tell you, they were two of the funnest months of my life. Hanging oh, out I with those two. Imagine. Do you know there was a suit I wore in that film that was that looked rather good on me. Uh, I played the, this fashion channel video director and uh, there was a line Tim had, I'm following his girlfriend around when he comes back from uh, go, going to get divorce papers so he can marry this uh, this chintzy uh, designer girl in New York that he's now dating. And he was married. And then he goes to the jungles of, uh, where was it? Down in Venezuela, we sh- they shot. I didn't get to go there. But he has to go and find uh, Mary Jo. Probably Beth. a good thing. That yeah, you go probably. The of Venezuela. He has to go find his, uh, his ex-wife to get the divorce papers done and dusted in a weekend. He's a finance guy in, in the city in New York in Wall Street. And, of course, he gets down there to find that he's got a son that he never knew about. And then he ends up bringing that boy who's only ever grown up in a loincloth like Mowgli. Mm-hmm. And he brings him from the jungle of Venezuela up to the jungle of New York and voila, jungle of the jungle. So anyway, um, so the suit, so there's this, I'm playing this video, fashion channel video guy. And there's a moment where I'm, when he comes home with the boy and I'm following his uh, bride to be around her designer offices in uh, Midtown somewhere. And, he, and Tim goes, and we video everything. And Tim goes, there's a fashion channel. And I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, there was this suit I got to wear and I, it really looked good on me. And I'm, by this time, I'm super friendly with Brian Riley, the producer, and Tim. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the shoot, I was like, you know, could I have the suit, do you think? Well, wouldn't you know, it ended up, I mean, it was a thing. I mean, Tim ended up, making a personal phone call to Mike Eisner about this suit. And he had, at that time, I mean, this was his second movie. Santa Claus was a huge hit. And Mike Eisner said no. That's because you were working for Ah. the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, there were some nights out, man. There was one time we were up late after a week's filming in the penthouse now, and it's really late. Tim, at that time, and I don't think it's ever been done before, he had the number one movie out in the cinemas, the first Santa Claus film. He had the number one uh, TV show on TV, Tool Time, uh, and he just released his first autobiography. And they were all concurrently 
number one in the cinema's TV and bookshelf. Wow. wow. I know. And uh, me, Brian and Tim, a bit trolled. <laughs> and there were, I think we were, it was, so 96, there might have been an election going down at that time. It could have been, it was probably Bill Clinton. Bill's second. It was his second. There was a good swathe of those early hours in that penthouse suite when they were seriously discussing Tim running for office. And I was like, and I was new to America. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and we would have Reagan. <laughs> I was like, this is how the pie gets sliced. Mm. And well, wouldn't you know? I mean, God, it never happened. God bless. It I mean, certainly it, could now. But yeah, no, it's, I mean, it was, there was, I, I remember just staring at them going, wow, that could actually bloody happen, couldn't it? Anyway. Do that uh, jungle to jungle. That gets me my SAG card. And um, then I come back to Hollywood. You must have made I made some a penny or two. I on made that. a chunk of change on that. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that certainly helped out. Because then there was some, there was a couple of, you didn't, you know, I had to wait for that film to get released. Uh, I remember, I mean, I had my manager, JP, in place at that time. But yeah, I had to wait for that because, you know, in those days, you know, it was all, yeah, 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 sure. You know, you say you've done something, but, you, you know, it was I don't, a different ball game, wasn't it? Jungle to Jungle finally comes out. I started to get some traction after that. I have to say the, it, it, start, the, it really started to fall into place. And um, I went up to Vancouver quite a bit. Uh, I got a recurring role opposite Lorenzo Lamas, God bless, in a show called The Immortal, um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a sort of, you know, genre type show. And I played his nemesis, Malice. And uh, we even got to go to Prague, man, and shoot some episodes there, which was uh, a lot of fun. I tell you who starred playing his daughter in flashback scenes was Grace Park, who ended up being on uh, the Hawaii show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Back, what was your character? Malice. Oh. He, was, uh, he was the devil. Frankly, you've yeah. done that a few times. Now. I have played the devil a few times. Yeah, I I tell you, when I've been watching, I mean, even in the Batman movie, which I just watched, it always this line shows up in all these types of shows, and I said it many times to the hero, to the, uh, you know, you and I are a lot alike. <laughs> I just guffaw oh whenever I hear that. It was in the Batman movie. It wasn't quite that succinct, right? But it's in there when uh, one of the bad guys goes, oh you, know, "You know, you and I aren't so very different." <laughs> <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, did went up to Vancouver a few times. I did uh, some episodes of. Uh, Poltergeist the Legacy. That was the first time. You've stayed there, haven't you? At the uh the the, the, the Sutton the Sutton place. The Sutton place. Uh, it's where they put all the actors that go shoot in Vancouver. It's and got they, two nicknames. Yeah. I love it. Satan Place <laughs> and the Slutton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh yes, I have done well at the bar in the Slutton. Have you? <laughs> I have done well. <laughs> I heard the bar's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. No, no. It's all part of the uh the service. Um, very fun working at Vancouver. It's, isn't it a fun place to work? I uh, love it's one it. of my favorite cities. Yeah. It's it's a great city. It yeah. really is. I, you could live there. Mm -hmm. I actually ended up uh, I, I, I ended up going to live there for six months uh, after doing Poltergeist. 
um, I I'd met the makeup artist on that show, Margaret, and uh, I went to go and live in English Bay for six months, man. Wow. Yeah, it was great. And, uh, do you know, you know that little pitching putt uh, at Stanley Park yeah. there? Mm-hmm. I got two holes in one on one morning. And you even wanted to leave? And uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm witnessed. I was with two other guys. Did you get a certificate? I got a certificate. Uh, yeah, really? I do. Yeah. Two holes in one on one morning. I mean, it's only a pitching butt, but they were, you know, 70, 80 yarders. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, not that's nothing. Nothing. That's nothing. Uh, I loved living there. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, to go rollerblading by the park every morning. and Stanley you know, Park is one of the great. It's really stunning, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, started to get a bit of traction as an actor and uh, some pieces of the jigsaw. And then there were some lean years, lean months at least again, to the point where, you know, I nearly gave it all up, Con. I mean, right before getting uh, Star Trek, I really nearly packed it in. And Why? I'd, I, well, I'd met a girl um, who had moved out of LA. She'd been a stylist. She'd gone back to Austin. I'd gone there to, I'd met her on, she'd come up to LA to do um, some commercial styling on a commercial or something. And I met her one night in La Poubelle, again on the strip there. Yeah. Yeah. Our old haunt, which is a French restaurant there on the Franklin Strip in Hollywood, uh, which in its he- was in its heyday in those days, wasn't it? I mean, it yeah, was- well, you were you were kind of highbrow. You hung out there and I hung out at Birds. <laughs> you were, you were <laughs> yeah. Birds, man. Yeah, yeah. Chicken strips and <laughs> vodka tonics. Uh, sophomoric. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I, met, I met that girl uh, in, in La Poubelle one night and we, we, you know, fell in some kind of love. Uh, and I'm at my, what am I? I'm in my late thirties, mid, yeah, 36, something like that. 37. And I nearly, she had gone back to live in Austin. I went down to visit there, uh, two or three times and met her mum and dad. And I, God bless man. What were you going to do? We were going, she was a very good cook, uh, Riska. Uh, and we were going to open a restaurant. Maybe I was going to maybe sell my flat in London. That one I bought that's around the corner from, uh, it literally is two blocks down from the Blue Door in uh, in Notting Hill Gate. That was unwittingly or semi-unwittingly one of the best investments I ever made in my life. Mm. Still own it. Yeah. And... Uh, was not a good part of town. Then. Oh, God, no. This was, uh, this was like buying in the Lower East Village in 1973, you know, it, you know. Right. It, it was, it was real. Um, but my God, I mean, particularly after Hugh Grant made that Notting Hill Gate movie, Richard Curtis, who had moved into the area, uh, told this story about the Portobello Road and the market there. And right. suddenly it just blew up. And uh, now that place is worth a, you know, bloody veritable fortune. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't know how people, young people in London even think about starting out now. Thank you, Vidal Sassoon. Yeah, God bless. Thank you, Vidal. Yeah. yeah. You know who? If you don't look good, we don't look good. 